Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into another episode of the Smooth Operators Podcast. I am your good friend, Ben McClurkin. Join alongside me are Griggs Blankenberg and Noah Phillips, and we have a lot of good stuff to get to you today. It is a race weekend. It is a game day weekend. Um, it is homecoming for our Auburn football, and we also have lots and lots of good news to bring you from the world of Formula One. So, yes, I wanted to say, like, thank you guys for listening. It's a beautiful day here in Auburn, slightly overcast, but... Yes, it's going great here at Auburn University. Sorry, we yes. were just messing with our headphone we audio. Had, we had some minor technical difficulties here, but I'm sure y'all won't be able to know, notice because Noah is the best sound guy no, in the world. No, in the I'm business. No, Noah knows no, I'm not. what he Jesus is doing. Man but we can are fix back. things yes. like crazy. But we are back once Andy again Manny. to talk <laughs> about the world of Formula One. We finally yes. got a race weekend. Yeah, we do. A little bit of a break. We'll talk about that more later in the show, though. We're going to Singapore. So it's going to be an interesting one to talk about. But first, let's get to the news, as we like to call it. The news. The news. Yes. So the big news, we're talking contracts. Yes, we are. And a certain Alfa Romeo driver just got another contract. Guan Yuzhou will be joining his teammate at the moment, Valtteri Baltas, next year in the new renamed Sauber team, which is currently known as Alfa Romeo. Um, Alfa Romeo is going to go out. With, with some more crazy liveries, I guarantee it. They're going to throw some more neon green. But I'm not mm, talking about yes. paint right now. I'm talking about pen and paper. Mm, and, talk to him, Ben. And Guan, you just put the pen to paper on his contract signing a, what was it, two-year extension? I believe it was. Um, yes. It says 2024, so I think it okay, might be. Okay, oh, so oh, he signed a one-season extension. It, that's what it says right um, now, yes. He's yes. Uh, extended for another year. And racing the official statement was he's number twenty four is here to stay for twenty twenty four. That's kinda nice. We're delighted to announce that Guan Yuzhou has extended his contract for another year and will continue racing for the team alongside Valtteri Boltas next season. So that yes. means we are they didn't F I I'm mad when F one doesn't release the you know I used last year when they had the the congruent like calendar of who re signed and who didn't. Yeah. We've had no changes yet, boys. No. No it, changes whatsoever. That's my prediction. Is Lewis is going to be the same. Both Haas guys have re-signed. Max is under contract still. Sergio's under contract still. Lando and Oscar are under contract. I think uh, Fernando's still, uh, Fernando's still under contract. Lance is under contract. I th- I'm not sure about – is Yuki? Uh – Let me let me double-check that. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I don't think Yuki has signed an extension. I think they might be trying to bring in somebody else over to that team. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Liam Lawson is eyeing a seat at the moment. The cur- said, uh, let's read the current contract states for each driver. So let's start at the top. Max Verstappen contract until the end of 2028. Sergio Perez under contract until 2024. This is from PlanetF1.com. Lewis Hamilton is now contract until the end of 2025, as well as George Russell. Charlotte Claire contract until 2024. Same with Carlos Sainz. Lando's until 2025. Oscar's in the end of 2024. Fernando, 2024. Uh, Lance, Lance Stroll's contract's unknown, but we can all assume he's going to be there next year. 
Pierre is under contract as well as Esteban until 2024. Valtteri is until 2025. Guan Yu which we just talked about, 2024. Um, and now here are some of the drivers that we are talking about who are up at the end of this year. Yuki yep. Sonoda. Uh, but in 2023, same with Daniel Ricciardo, mm-hmm. who's still technically under that contract at Red Bull. Alex Albon's until 2024. Logan's until 2023, which is not looking too hot and pretty not right now. Not looking too good, although he did finish 11th last race um, he just needs due points, to a man. penalty. He's so close. He's so close. He's scratching the surface. He had that five-second penalty at Monza, which cost him points, but... It might be a bad weekend for Williams. They're finishing the bottom of FP FP two. Well, free practice doesn't say a whole lot necessarily. And then FP two, uh, FP one, he finished last two. Wow, but. that is concerning, but not not the worst thing to worry about. I think FP three is really the biggest concern for the teams because it determines how they set their race pace, their execution across the weekend. So, be on the lookout for FP three. Um, that will be on in about fifteen hours from now. So. Nice, lovely time of 3 in the morning. 15 hours and 24 minutes. Actually, yep. 4.30 in the morning. Wow, 4.30. Qualifying is at No, 8. that's 4.30 Eastern. No, it's not. It's under my track time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, 4.30. It will be at 17th. So, it'll be at 5.30 there. Woo. Race for them is at Math Head uh, 10. 10. Wait, 10 no, no. Ma- no, it's at 8 p.m. I'm an idiot. Um, But, yeah, and qualifying tomorrow is at 8 a.m. Uh, back to the contracts. Both Haas guys have re-signed until the end of next year. Yes. Which so is surprising, really, honestly. The only two we – the only th- – there's four drivers who still currently – or Albon, I just said, had gotten a new contract. Yes. Okay, so there's only three drivers now who are without a contract for next year. So this has been one of the most boring, silly seasons in F1 history that it could I can be. recall. It could be, but uh, there Danny could Rick, be something crazy. Yuki Sonoda, and Logan Sargent. So the two Alvatari guys and then the Williams driver. Here's the deal. There could be something crazy that happens. Sebastian Vettel has recently been interviewed saying that he's not ruling out a return for next season. Where would he go? Alpha Tauri. Daniel Ricciardo. Does he really want to go to Alpha Tauri? Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, he doesn't care. Why would you just race to just not do anything? Because he could do it like it's a hobby. It, Have fun. It happens. It happens a lot. But what, what really interests me about that story is that you could see a, a potential improvement in that team's pace, or having somebody to mentor Yuki Sonoda better than Daniel Ricciardo, who's getting beaten by him. Mm. Talk to him. Yeah. Uh, let me speak to that real quick. Um, in Daniel Ricciardo's comeback, which was very exciting, he only completed a handful of races. In each of those, Yuki Sonoda was equal, if not better, than Daniel Ricciardo. And that's a hot take, because it, on results, I mean, they were roughly equal. But I think Daniel had more consistency. Yuki had more pace. Um, and that's that's how it is. Yuki's fast, but he's not not a consistent driver. And so if you look back, Daniel Ricciardo's not, like, trouncing him, you know? Like, nobody, nobody was expecting that on a comeback, especially not after driving for two years. But I, I just don't see why they wouldn't want to take their take their mentor role to somebody else. Also... There's a possibility of Yuki even leaving when Aston Martin signs with Honda. Honda needs, typically, a Japanese driver in one of their cars. That's that's usually how they roll. So would that surprise me if Yuki Sonoda wound up there? Not a bit. Not one bit. So you see Sebastian Vettel come in, mentors Yuki Sonoda for a year, maybe, or is just there for the PR. 
leaves, Yuki leaves, and you have a reset with Liam Lawson, who's now developed, probably, I don't know. We could see him getting time in other series, or he could stay in F1. He's done a pretty good job. I mean, he's not, again, it's not like he's trouncing his teammate, but you you can definitely see the potential that he has, and that's that's something that's very interesting to me because you have two young drivers right now after – a young driver was replaced and dropped, and then an experienced driver came in and is injured. And now you have another young driver in competing against a young driver in this AlphaTauri team, which is, I would say, the third slowest. Um, pretty mid. Pretty pretty poor handling, difficult-to-drive car. So what you see is Yuki likes to drive cars that are difficult, the drive and sometimes doesn't do well he pushes them beyond their limits and that's why he's so crash prone but you know Liam Lawson hanging on in a car that's tricky is pretty impressive and Daniel Ricardo hanging on a car that's in a car that's tricky is pretty impressive but he said that the Alpha Tauri suited him better than the McLaren did I, it's just it's a very complicated world and Sebastian Vettel would throw a wrench into all of that I think for entertainment's sake, him coming back would be absolutely wild. I just don't really get why he would come back. I mean, his whole thing for the last couple of years was trying to spread awareness on the uh, – God, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, Climate? Yeah, climate change and all that and how uh, – now F1 has really, I think, gotten worse with it since he's retired. Even though they year. claim to be better about it. Even though it. they claim to be better, I don't think that's – true i don't know if he could do that again and like mm-hmm. try to have the same message which i think he uh seemed very very passionate about i just yeah i just don't see him returning to an f1 car uh because of all that and i think he's older i i, don't, I know he said that in a press conference but man i think he should just you know enjoy his life let's listen to jimmy buffett and enjoy the retirement r.i.p r.i.p Someone no actually said someone that was actually dead this time. So good job. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> um, you'll keep number three company up there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my. Did word. I do my NASCAR thing right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. It, it would actually be uh, Hemingway that he'd keep company because they're both uh, Key West figures. Oh yeah. Soon to be Nick Saban. Good old Conquer Public. <laughs> Key West figure. Key um, West figure. Nick Saban. So not anyhow, dead, not dead yet. Not dead yet. We don't wish uh, anything bad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> who signs next? Who signs next? Logan Sargent, man. I can see Keep it. Keep the American in the league I think somehow, I th- some way. I think the only way that Logan, I think Logan will sign immediately the second he gets points. Yeah. I think that's the only thing they need to know that he can. In a not, I mean, Alex Albon's gotten points in that car this year, but they need to find a way where he can get points. Yeah, and I think it's coming. Um, I've been saying that for about <laughs> two months. And he's been getting closer and closer and closer each race. I, there's clear improvement there. And um, I think James Vowles, the um, sporting director at Williams, has stated um, a few times that, you know, we're not going to treat him the way that Red Bull treats your drivers. I think that's a little bit of a dig at Red Bull, who was his just former coming at rival. Red Bull recently. What in the world's yeah. going on? I don't they keep know. Winning. They do keep winning. They're just being yep. mean to everyone. They're well, being mean to Red Bull. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. But, yeah, James was like, we're not going to pull a Red Bull and ax mm. him like they did Nick DeVry. We're going to, you know, give him a good environment to 
learn how to drive an F1 car and then learn how to be a successful driver. You know, the people that are going to be world champions normally don't need that. I think I think Logan Sargent's not going to be a world champion, and I don't think anybody would be surprised by that statement. Um, I could see him having a five-year, six-year career and being somewhat successful, um, but I haven't seen anything really that would point me to anything beyond that. Um, so I, I don't understand why Williams is taking – so much time to develop him if he's, you know, not championship material. I, I don't know if he's not necessarily championship material. I think he's a second uh, second in a championship winning team. He could be he's a good a number driver. two driver. I think he could be a very excellent number two. He's not a very good for Albon, though. Uh, I mean, Albon is walking away with him every single time. Yeah. I mean, it's consistently – a several second gap between teammates. So it, you know, well, there's also a big gap between Verstappen and Perez this year. So some races, yeah, um, and I think some races, no. I think a lot of the people are a lot harder on Perez than um, they should be. He's not doing my team justice. No, <laughs> helmet, Marco. Uh, um, but with that, we're gonna flip yeah. it to a commercial break. But do not go anywhere. When we come back. We got some new technical stuff we're going to talk about, headed up by our lead engineer, Ben McClurkin. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hey. Welcome back into Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We here at we uh, Smooth Operators about to get into some technical talk with registered nerd Ben McClurkin. Ben, what you got for us? It's official. I am the nerdiest nerd of them all. But what we are talking about is the new ban on flexible wings. So, in the past, um, Formula One has banned movable aerodynamic elements besides the wing, um, which has a DRS system. But what has happened is the Formula One teams like to engineer some flex into their wings so that they can move and provide lower drag at higher speeds. Um, so the Formula One has now determined that that is going to be a fixed element there's not going to be any any gaps or movability. So uh, it's going to decrease um, the, the overall performance of the front wing on a straight. And it's going to make it a lot harder for teams to get that little extra boost of top speed. Um, and McLaren had uh, developed a wing for this coming into for this, this weekend, race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe so. McLaren has rolled out a huge upgrade package um, in their in their post they uh, put out. They um, circled the entire car, <laughs> the entire F1 car, as their uh, upgrade package, um, which means significant things are coming. They also dropped a new livery, which is absolutely gorgeous, um, and it's it's called Stealth Mode, and not to get too distracted, but. Yes, they have. They have launched a big upgrade. Um, 
Other teams with upgrades include Williams, who has made some minor tweaks. I think Red Bull has also made some minor tweaks. Um, in here, let me let me do a quick Google here. This stealth mode car livery is not that cool. I like it. I I, I really do. See, the problem is they still have the chrome rims. Hmm. Those chrome rim rims just really, I don't know, are distracting from the black. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of the Google Chrome sponsorship being on the wheels. Um, I like to see the other colors on the wheels. What are you guys talking about? It makes the car faster. Actually, no, it makes the car slower. As we've determined, stickers equal more weight on the car, which makes them slower. Yes. As we've always known. Yes. So, as is common knowledge. Exactly. All wheel heads know that. Yes. So, the McLaren upgrades are specifically targeted around low-speed corners, so the wings... Being more flexible probably won't hurt it too much. Um, other people who have said that um, it's going to hurt Red Bull uh, have been shut down by Toto Wolf, who said that the flexi wing ban is not going to affect Red Bull's dominance whatsoever, uh, which is an interesting thought, especially considering their results at the end of free practice one and two, where they were off the pace with Ferrari finishing first um, in each of those sessions. But yeah, with Ferrari McLaren finishing first, wow, yeah, it's gonna happen, brother. With the lead, brother, with the McLaren, it's interesting that they're specifically targeting Singapore with their upgrades. So they talked about improving their low speed cornering, which is most of the Singapore track. Um, I think this is gonna be their final upgrade that they're gonna be bringing. Uh, but. That package should should really improve um, how it's been driving in low speed. The McLaren's really good in medium and high speed corners. Um, as you saw at Silverstone. But yeah, uh, people people have been saying that it's going to hurt Red Bull. I still I still don't really think so. Um, I feel like the teams are still going to find a workaround. Um, I'm not really sure. All aerodynamic components or bodywork influencing the car's aerodynamic performance must be rigidly secured and immobile. So soft trailing edges to the wings, which allow them to flex at high speed, as well as rubber in certain areas to aid more deflection and improve performance, have been banned. Um, yes. It, if you look, um, I don't know if you all have noticed this, but if you look when they show the camera, pod that is right behind or no right in front of the suspension where a little bit of the wheel is visible if you watch a car blast down the straight you can see that wing kind of pull itself back yeah and as it does that the air flowing over the top of the wing has oh, a more straight I see path. the picture right here it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting you see that Noah kind of how it's like yeah, yeah. I think the one on the yeah, right's yeah. the new one right Ben Yes, and, yeah, so and that's like not discon- is how it's like all connected. Yeah, it like disconnects. Sort of. Yes, and that's not just that's the Red Bull rear wing. It's it's also an issue on the front and the sides of the car. So, if you saw last year how uh, teams had to incorporate stiffening rods into the back of the um, the floor, do y'all remember that the little the little metal do, yeah. rods mm-hmm. that they had? So those made that floor a fixed element. And so what, what you'll see now with teams is they're going to be incorporating some kind of way to secure 
these front and rear wings, which, um, if you know if you know anything about aerodynamics, is going to decrease the efficiency of that wing at high speed because that angle is going to be fixed, right? So when you're driving faster, there's going to be more air hitting the wing, which causes more drag, right? Mm -hmm. When the wing flexes, it pulls it down and lowers that angle of the wing, and that makes it less draggy, right? Which makes you go faster because drag is pulling against the car and the car is pushing through the air. So what that means is... Um, the teams that have the more flexible wings like Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, those all had very, very flexible wings, um, might see a small decrease in overall pace. Ben, let me capitalize off what you're saying there about the drag and stuff. Yeah. It, it's felt like for the past three or four years, F1's goal has been to increase the uh, wheel-to-wheel action. And a large part of that, a large part of that problem has been the inability of these cars to follow each other through the corners. Yes. Do you feel like that's going to hurt it at all? Because if you reduce if you reduce that or increase that drag, excuse me, down the main straight, hmm. isn't that going to kind of hurt it? Hurt that ability for the cars to follow each other? Yes, it is. But also, no, it isn't. Hmm. It, this is an interesting thing. Explain. So most of the time, the issue with dirty air is not during a straight. And in fact, the more drag you have on the car in front, the easier it is for another car to catch up. That's why they have the drag reduction system. Easier to get in the draft. Right. Yeah. That's why they have the drag reduction system so that you can get in the slipstream and open your wing up and you have less drag, right? But what the teams do is because their wings are able to flex, they inherently program more downforce into the wing at lower speeds, right? And at lower speeds in dirty air, it makes it very hard for the car behind to follow because it decreases the aerodynamic balance of the vehicle because it's in turbulent air, right? When you have a smooth current hitting a smooth thing, it's going to operate smoothly and ideally, right? But when you're behind another car, you have dirty, turbulent air. And when that dirty, turbulent air is passing over the car behind's wings, it's going to upset the balance. Now what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to put less drag into the wings to accommodate the top speed, or they're going to have to put more drag into the wings in order to accommodate the cornering, right? So because these can't change as much, and I mean, they still do, as you increase the speed of air flowing over something, it's efficiency changes. Um, some some parts are better at low, low air speeds, and some parts are better at high air speeds. But when you're following a car behind now, it's going to increase the overall drag and high speeds, which is going to allow you to catch up better. Yes. But also, when they put more drag into whatever component it is that's flexible at low speeds, that disrupted more of the air, right? If it can't move, then it's going to be a trade-off, right? So you're going to have to find a medium, which means that there's going to be less drag at low speeds for the car behind. So, no, it actually could help passing, maybe. Just depends on the route they choose to take. If they all say, yeah, we're going to make these cars just as draggy as they were and basically screw the wings into place, then, no, the following's not going to be better, except for down the straights, which I'm not super excited about. Um, but the cornering following would be hurt in that instance. Now, if they say, we need to put less drag into the car, um, and tune those wings back a little bit, 
then the cor- then the then the top speed's going to be helped of each car, but following each other down the straight's not going to be as much of an impact. But it makes the cornering better. So either way, there's going to be more passing, and, I think. And they'll change front wings from race to race now. As, yeah, as it yeah, this is for sure. This is going to cause bigger changes. I don't. Especially. I'm not sure because because they each have a specific target that they're trying to hit, right? So every team wants the ideal balance of speed and downforce. Like for Monaco, you want more downforce than speed. For Saudi Arabia, you want more speed than downforce um, because down downforce generates drag, and when you generate drag, it it slows the car down. And this is the key point. When you when you incorporate those elements of flexibility, it it means that the cars have more downforce when they need it, but it goes away as they go faster. And so, I don't know. I think saying that it's in the rules, you know, it's not it's a movable element, is the best way to crack down on it. I'm not really sure, honestly, how much it does or doesn't do because I haven't seen any of the wheel-to-wheel racing, right? But I do know that it could potentially help the racing. It could also potentially hurt the racing, depending on the direction that the teams go. However, speaking of racing, we got a race to preview, boys. Yeah, we do. After the break, we will start to preview the Singapore Grand Prix track. And then after that, it's everyone's favorite segment. Our predictions were me and Ben will be categorically correct. No, we'll probably pick Ferrari, but the only one way to find that, you got to stay <laughs> listening. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We're back. We're back. After a short break, uh, we come to you now. I'm Ben McClurkin. This is Griggs Blankenberg. Noah Phillips sent across from me. Sorry for being so direct, everybody. But you know what? It's fine. I want to get to it. We have a race this weekend, everybody. And it is in Singapore, home of the infamous Singapore Sling, which is now been sadly removed but it's still an entertaining track it's going to take place at eight o'clock p.m local time uh seven er, seven a.m here seven a.m central standard central standard time uh not sure what it is for you guys over in europe probably a decent hour like 5 p.m or something like shout out france again of course shout out france and the rest of europe Everyone who listens to the show, Europe. Yes. Whoever's listening, if you're listening to our show from a different country, you're our favorite country. Yes, for sure. Exactly. Merci. Um, what I wanted to say though was we could have an exciting little race ahead of us. Um, though Red Bull has been dominant all season, let's let's not forget about that. Um, it's still fresh in my mind. Um, they did not look too hot in free practice. Like I said earlier, Ferrari topped the timesheets in both free practice one and free practice two. Well, well, Ben, don't get ahead of yourself. We got to preview the track. Oh, but but we got to talk about what's happening before the race before we talk about the track. Fair enough. Godzilla is there. Is he? Not anymore. He died. Oh. Oh. Rest in peace, Godzilla. Man, it's been, get, like, it's been a tough death? couple of weeks. Like you get like the special effects. I think he got ran over. So maybe. Ah. I think he got trucked by a. Uh, Bo Jackson. He will forever happened. 
be in our memory. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest R. athletes R. of all time. R.I.P. the lizard and shout out to its family. <laughs> Did it actually get run over? That's what I saw on the meme pages. <laughs> but, That's so sad. <laughs> but yeah, Red Bull off the pace right now it is. I think they'll yeah. max or stab and we'll figure out a way. But nonetheless, it is the Formula One, Singapore Airlines, Singapore Grand Prix. Feels a little, re- every feels a little repetitive. Every time you read the sponsor and every time it's like, what was it last week or two I'm weeks ago? I'm not reading the... Yeah, the Italian, it was like the Formula One. Blah, 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 Italian Grand Prix. The Singapore, Formula One, Singapore Airlines, Singapore Grand Prix. At the Marina Bay Street Circuit. First Grand Prix was held here in Singapore in 2008. 62 laps with a total race distance of 306.143 kilometers at 4.94 kilometers a lap. No lap record held on this track since they've been is right. They did get rid of the chicane and I think the final in the final turn. Yes. They did get rid of that. So they, it was enough change where they had to remove the lap current lap record. We get nineteen corners, three DRS zones. Yay. Two, two within the first sector first sector, uh with part of it going into the second sector, one at the end of the second sector going into sector three, and then of course the main straight one going down into the uh, across the finish line. So that whole yes. back straight from turn 19 to turn 1 is all a straight. But, yes, Singapore, it's a night race there. So It is a night race. Um, and if you all will it take was a, a short look back to the past. It was the first night race, nighttime race in F1 history. Yes, a short view back to the past. It was 2008. Um, Renault was struggling in the world championship. Fernando Alonso was in his third year of the contract, and Nelson Piquet Jr. was instructed to intentionally crash his car, resulting in an emergency pit stop by Felipe Massa, which caused his fuel hose to attach to his car and then burst into flames, creating an imminent retirement. This wound up costing Felipe Massa the championship, and now, nearly 15 years later, Felipe Massa has sued... Formula One and the FIA in order to either receive financial compensation or his championship back. This year, the championship is very much secure, and we're talking about if and when Max Verstappen wins his and not Felipe Massa. So, all right, I do have a question for you guys. What race do you think Max Verstappen will secure the title? Before we get into all the previews, I know we got to get there. But I know. We already talked about previews, so yeah. don't worry. Okay, um, okay. Don't worry, Ben. We're good. Calm we're down. good? I want you to calm down. Okay. Calm down. Okay. Um, I think it's mathematically possible for next race. Wow. Hold on. Let me see. Man. When is the er- – no, a talk so I can look it up on – Yeah, no. It'll, when do you pro- it'll probably be uh, Singapore. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be – it'll actually probably be Monza, actually, about when he uh, gets the title. Monza happened This was on September 3rd, uh, based on the table above from the September 3rd, so after our last race. The earliest Verstappen can win the title is at the Japanese Grand Prix I knew at it. Suzuka. I knew on it. On September 24th. If he does so, it would mean Verstappen breaks Schumacher's record by claiming the title with seven Grand Prix remaining. Now, you also oh. have to remember, less races for Schumacher. I get that. But then again, you got to remember that they've had that many left. But they also had less points. And also, Max Max did win it last year in Japan as well. But you got to remember, they added on Las Vegas. Yes, they did. They also did not currently have um, the, uh, we do not have the uh, Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Yes. So without with one extra race added on and one race removed, one race removed, so he can easily do it. 
I think it also is a matter of does Checo win or not. I think that's kind of yes, yeah. but it's yeah. mathematically possible for he has to win. I think the next two. Yep. I think I wonder if he could win it without winning six straight Japan. DNFs. He wins it in Las Vegas. That's, that's what the script, gonna happen. That's what the script writers want. The script writers want it to happen in Vegas. Big time environment out there. Then you just have the one race. With everything getting through. hacked right now in Vegas, I don't know if they want that. Yeah. yeah oh. Yeah, yeah. What's What's the sitch? Noah. Noah uh, knows. We We might for the next two months. Las Vegas is under like cyber attack or the MGM studio. The MGM uh, owned casinos are under cyber attack right now. So there's and a that's good, going to continue? Yeah, that's going to continue. How do you know that? Because if you go to any like Las Vegas news page right now, they are still showing like you can't get in a slot machine. Really? Yeah. Well, regardless of the social implications of that, I think a cyber attack is not the way to go for an F1 race. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's what you want happening when you base your entire race ab- around the Sin City and it's... Considering it's necessary you, gambling. I it, guess we're going to have to have a Reno Grand Prix then. Nah, they won't go to Reno, <laughs> brother. They, uh, they ain't going to Reno. Sorry. Pro, the problem I guess is we'll have a Carson City go, Grand Prix. Double uh, Grand Prix in Dallas. One at the F1 track and then one at no. Dallas Motor Speedway. No. <laughs> no. God, yes. no. Yes. Please. Yes. No. Please. 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 Please, yes. Just when I'm out, they pull me right back in. <sighs> okay. Or they could go all the way out to California. The Watkins Glen. Wait, that's, they, that's in New that's Hampshire. In, Never they, mind. Or they could do what they kind of did in cars where they went to the Rose Bowl to have a race for some reason. That was kind of cool, though. It reminds me of... Uh, oh, we know it was Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Clash of the Coliseum, yeah. That's just the weirdest thing ever. It, it, they don't move. It's like it's like you're watching a very small version of... It's like a slot um, car race. It's, it's like you're watching a very small version of the um, Monaco Grand Prix. It's smaller than that. It is, and no, I'm saying very smaller. Like you're just going to the from like 25 yard line to like the 50 yard line, turning. What? No, what point does that race have? Money. The, the clash of the Coliseum. It does nothing. Uh, because they don't want to hold it at Daytona for some reason. Wait, what? They they just don't want to hold it at Daytona. They want to like go to different places. So they're like, oh, we might as well put it in the Coliseum. Wait, so the opener is in the Coliseum? No, not the op. It's like the it's like the uh. If you win, you get pole for Daytona. Oh. Oh. So it's kind of just like a thing. Okay. And they do. They It's kind of like, because uh, they do the whole, like, uh, group stage, not stage, but like the group racing. Yeah. In terms of your seating and the feature race. So it's kind of like their way of Weird. giving back to the ways originally, you know, they've done. But you know another, we're not we're another, not racing on dirt another, next year, so another great NASCAR invention. Shout I wish. NASCAR. I wish they did race on dirt. They do. They did. They have well, the past two years at Bristol. That does not count. Yeah. Well, they're they're getting off of it. Maybe yeah. they'll go to Eldora. Maybe they'll oh. shake hands with Tony Stewart. I would love to that. Oh, Tony Stewart's series is really awesome. I'm a fan. The Superstar. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's the racing is insanely weird. It, it's yeah. it's a bizarre series, but it's genuinely fun and entertaining to watch. So. So back to back to the Singapore Grand Prix. So, I mean, we have to look at the, some of the stuff. I mean, yeah, obviously, a lot of parts of the track where there are a lot of straights. However, some of these 
turns kind of weird. That chicane going from turn one to turn three is always it's interesting. It's a little sketchy. A little sketchy. Then that full background to basically go and turn in 45 degrees at, from three to four. Um, yeah. The 90 degree turn from seven at from six to seven, then seven to eight, then eight to nine, all the way down there. Then the back chicane kind of looks weird from 10 to 13, where it kind of cuts in a little bit. It's all weird. But it's a tough track to I'd, drive. I'd say what? They're going flat out probably 50%. Maybe not even that. Maybe like forty. That's looking like that. Just I'd because go with thirty. Just because it's so close together. It's it's a strange track. And, and if you've if you played any of the F one games, you would understand my grief with it. Um I cannot go a race without having something stupid happen to me. Like online racing at Singapore is just the most sketchy experience of your life. Yeah. It's Whew. I feel safer driving around Vegas. It's it's a flashback track. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is a flashback track if you're playing career mode. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm not as big of a fan of the street circuit as I am with other circuits on the F1 calendar. I know a lot of other people enjoy it a lot more than me. It's not I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's not one of my like, upper echelons that I've seen some people on Twitter say that it is no i i would i would maybe put it in the top 10 perhaps i feel like that's a good a good region for it it feels like it's a very secure place to have a race secure <laughs> yeah I, a little bit safer than saudi arabia don't don't answer his question ben i mean picture please. lance stroll's car and the missile going off that's all you need to know oh we, nah. we need we do to need to break down countries. like our top 10 race track yeah we need to do that point. at some point we'll save that for uh we have off season we're saving that for january boys yeah that's <laughs> then we'll, turn that's all, we'll make that a whole episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go into it we'll do our top 10 well, we'll just Don't, rank every single one we can we'll, do, we'll do a tier we list. can do a tier list we'll of, do a tier list of, we can do our top 10 list we will do everything it'll be like what they do in the podcast until they do matt rushmore season where they do all this but instead we'll just do tier lists for the entirety oh. of january and then oh. talk <laughs> for the first 15 minutes talk about the one livery that got launched every week <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll do a livery tier list, and we'll just rank each livery week by week for ten weeks. But you know what we got to do, Ben? What we do week by week? It's our F one predictions. When we come yes. back from the break, it's our final segment of the of the show. The boys are going. To, we're going to be deciding our predictions for this upcoming Singapore Grand Prix. But do not go anywhere. Last segment of the show is coming right up after the break. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back to Smooth Operators on Legal 91.1 FM. We're about to get into our predictions of the Singapore Airline Singapore Grand Prix sponsored by the Singapore Airlines that fly that happens, in That happen Singapore. in Singapore that happens going on in Singapore. That they fly to and from Singapore sponsored. But. As I slam my fist on the table, it is time for our weekly er, predictions for the race. Of course, we are going to start off with who do we think will be on pole for qualifying. Let's start off with Mr. Ben McClurk. And Ben, who is finishing on pole after on Saturday? Charles Leclerc. <gasps> 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 Just kidding. Uh, 
Oh. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I actually I actually think Carlos Sainz is going to be on pole. <laughs> yeah. I'm not as Prancing high. horses. I back. believe Carlos Sainz is going to get pole. We are so back. We Max Verstappen, so um, nine consecutive DNFs away from a Charles Leclerc victory. Nine away. I, I don't see that being a possibility, but what I do see is Carlos Sainz's qualifying pace shining through um, this weekend. I think I think that's possible. All right, boys. We're all stand up. up stand the, up for all, predictions. We're all standing up. It's that time. All right. It's that time. This one doesn't go up as high. I feel like Vince McMahon right now. I don't know. All right, Noah. Let's get got? ready to rumble. Uh, give me Godzilla. Mm, R.I.P. R.I.P. Godzilla. <laughs> Uh, I'll, Those have, of you that don't know, there was a lizard that ran out on track <laughs> during practice, and it has now been affectionately named Godzilla. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, if I'm you're gonna, keeping up with the social media stuff, which I'm not, I, I do. You think never keep up with anything. He don't. Media. He don't. He don't know Twitter. Um, I don't go on that's Twitter. Actually, that's actually good for you. Give me. Yes, give me Charles guys. Leclerc getting mm. a pole. His okay. first of the. I'll no, give you that. First of the season. Um. Give me Max. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. What ain't broke? It might be broke. It could be broke, but I'm just going with the keeping it with that one. But that's what like I'm going to go with. I like that. It. Okay. He could Let's have a go. lizard in his front wing. Eh. Could mess up his aerodynamics. Wow, that would he could have. <laughs> but let's keep it going. Ben, give me just a, a a normal prediction. Give me something that could happen if the people don't know. Non podium. Give me something normal. I see somebody tank slapping a wall. Mm. Little snap of oversteer from an Alfa Romeo, possibly, or Logan Sergeant Williams. Wow, I, I see somebody tank slapping a wall. Give me, give me Noah. Give me your next prediction. All right, um, give me a Lando Norris top five. Whoa, mm. hello. That's pretty normal. I'd say that's. I'd I say like kind of normal. It's 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 on the bold side, but it's in the normal. It's in the normal era. Of McLaren right now. That's a, Griggs? That's a good one, Noah. Um, Give us one. Give us one. This one's not happening in a while. Give me both Aston Martins and the points. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Our, our, I can't keep favorite, our favorite nepotism child <laughs> and Fernando Alonso. <laughs> Actually, I should have said and Lance Stroll. Throw you all off. But mm. uh, crazy predictions. Griggs? You hit us. You don't do that. You don't do. You don't do that. Yeah, I do. You don't do this. We're doing. We're doing a reverse picking thing. I don't so like this. Um, not, I'll go I last. Like hearing you guys first. Um. Um. Give me a okay. Check a DNF. Whoa. Mm. All right, no. It's it's bound. What's wild? I see that. I can see that happening. See, originally I was going to go with Checo not in the points. That's, now what was, you, that's what I was thinking too. Well, I want to be a little bit more different. See, you've taken that. See, away. this is what happens when Ben switches up the order. I like exactly. it because y'all because y'all get conflicting. You guys do the intros and in the, the outros. Thing. My thing is being the moderator. <laughs> well, that's okay. Did you? Know? I'm gonna go last, and then you're gonna start. I don't know wheel. We've already established that. Actually, Noah's gonna start next. No, come on. Um, we're on a time crunch, son. Let me think here. We got five minutes. Um, goodness, give me. Three yellow flags. Three, three DNS. Three, three wow. Three will there be any causing will DNS? There be, will there be any safety cars? Yes, there will be safety cars. Okay. Yes, three, he's, three separate. He's saying three, three caution causing he's just DNS. Three, he just said three separate safety cars. Wow. There's going to be three big DNFs, man. Okay. Uh, okay. 
I've been saying this one for a while, and it's starting to sound more and more far-fetched. High scores points. USA. You have no faith. USA. USA. Real life copium right here, guys. I think they signed these guys to new contracts. Their confidence is up. They're going to earn their check and get points. It's and that North Kakalaki, baby. <laughs> Amen, there's brother. No, there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> but as I, it's, as I put on my it's North crazy Carolina for a hat. reason. As I put on my North Carolina and North Kakalaki. North Kakalaki. But now wow. it is time for our podium predictions. Ben. What do you have for your top three this weekend? Carlos Sainz, P3. Mm. This, is great, this is great podcasting. One. This, is, this is for the entertainment. This Dramatic great, pause. This is great podcasting. Lana Norris, P2. Mm. Max Verstappen, P1. Mm. All right, Noah, give us your it's speech. It's going to be spicy. Give us your speech, Noah. I'm over here looking at the things that Universal is known for. One thing they have is a Universal Studios. Do you know who's a universal, universally known star? Who is? George Russell. He's one, but he's going to finish P3. What? Max Verstappen, he's also a universally known star. He's going to finish P2. What? Do you know who's a universally known superstar? That Charles. Also, that also plays the piano? That also plays the piano. Charles Most depressing Lee album I've ever listened to. I mean, all artists are tortured artists, so Ferrari Driver's pretty good. Exactly. He's, he's the best. He's going to get a win this weekend in Singapore in the race sponsored by Singapore Airlines that gets people to and from Singapore. All right, boys. All right. Wow. I'm going to cook. Here we all go. right, Griggs. Warming up. You're up. Let's get cooking. Heat all it right. up. Heat it up. Let's go. Lander Norris, P3. Woo. Charles Leclerc P2. Who? Carlos Hyde's P1. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Max Verstappen P1. You're insane, uh, man. Max Verstappen P1. I, I just, you. again, I'm not, I'm going with him until he messes up. So that could be the end of that one. What ain't but, broke? What a. I just don't think you have any faith in the prancing horses. I don't. You know why I don't have any faith in the prancing horses? Why? Because why don't you have any faith? They take eight seconds on a pit stop where they, it's a tire change and the tires aren't out there. They've well, given us you know no reason fault to believe. Is who is that? Um, is it the media's fault? It is the media's fault. Yes. It's, it's big, all it's on big media. Liberty. Like it's, big, it's big MGM with, it's, the, with the slot machines. It's big Braves. It's it's the big Liberty. Turner. It's Turner. That's who's doing it. Liberty Media. Once Liberty Max Media. Yeah, it is. Because Max and Red Bull. Hey, guess who else is red and blue? The Braves. Yep. We, just, we determined it. We've, we've, got media. we've got it. <laughs> we got we've got them now, boys. We got them now. But anyway, that's going to be the end of our show. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you missed seeing today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platforms later today if you do feel so inclined. Follow us on Twitter also if you do feel so inclined at our at our show Twitter at SMOP Podcast. But until next week, I won't be here, but it'll be Noah and Ben. But until next week, for Ben McClurk and Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Splankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend and War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.